brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, so I just wanted to start by just sharing a little bit of background about me, that I was actually 32 years old and single when I had moved from Aberdeen to plant Stirling Vineyard Church. And so as Andrew just mentioned, things have changed a little bit for me in the last year or so, um, which I'm excited about. But I've just been invited to share a little bit with you today about my journey, particularly to planting. You know, I wonder for you what comes to mind when you think about the perfect profile of a church planter. Perhaps a young to middle-aged couple um, with a couple of kids. You know, the kind of people that maybe have life all together. And I think for me, when I started first getting stirred for church planting and, and first getting prophetic words, that was the kind of image that was in my mind about what I needed to look like in order to become a successful church planter. I know we've got a room full of uh, church planters here who know that that's not the most accurate representation, but still, these were the kind of images that I had in my mind. And isn't it funny how often your mind works to count yourself out rather than to count yourself in? So I am... Um, <laughs> For me, I would say that my Christian walk really came alive as I began to encounter the voice of God. And so I'd grown up in quite a traditional church background with very little experience of the Holy Spirit. And it was when I was at university, I specifically remember there was a visiting speaker who'd come, a prophet, and he'd picked me out of a crowd and given me a very direct and specific word about something that no one else could have known about. And it was really in that moment that I realised how alive God was today and how he wants to speak directly into our lives. And that was a moment for me that really stirred a hunger and a passion to begin to pursue more of the voice of God, more of the prophetic voice of God in my life. And so I would take myself, I'd get around every kind of seminar I could around prophecy, read all the books that I could, all the passages in the Bible. And it was around about that time that I began to discover that one of the ways that God was speaking to me quite strongly was also through dreams. And the reason I mention that is because I had several dreams on this journey to church planting that specifically guided me and spoke to me. And one of the first dreams I had was actually a call to singleness. And so this was back when I was around about the age of 21, 22. And I had a very clear dream where I felt God lay before me two choices. In the first option, I saw myself meeting someone um, quite soon, but I also saw that in that option, I was gonna be the passenger in the car to their calling and to their sort of anointing. Um, and that was good, but then there was also a second option where I saw God show me how he had a calling of my own that he wanted to develop me in, but that if I were to choose that option, then it would mean a period of singleness. And there was no indication of how long that was gonna be for. But I was really passionate for Jesus at that time and it didn't take me long to decide that the second option was what I wanted to choose. And so I remember really clearly getting down on my knees and praying to God, God, I give you my singleness in order to grow in my calling and my gifting and my anointing. And that was a prayer I would say that really morphed into a prayer that I prayed right throughout my 20s, which was, God, I give you my singleness, but give me your adventure. And so that was the prayer I prayed when singleness got tough. You know, that was the prayer I prayed when I'd be at yet another wedding of one of my ex-single friends. You know, prayed that prayer over and over again. You know, that was the prayer I prayed as I did a gap year working for the church and beginning to study theology. God, I give you my singleness, but give me your adventure. 
That was the prayer I prayed when following a dream I had. Um, the dream said that you need to go south before you go north uh, for a period of learning and training. And as a result of that, I moved down to Essex, um, where I was, yeah, <laughs> um, where I worked for a small charismatic church there initially as a youth worker, um, and then as part of the leadership team, just really learning more about the Holy Spirit and and just how to host the presence of God and, and just growing in those gifts. You know, that certainly was an adventure in my life. It's interesting that by that point, following my gap year, I'd had some words around leadership, and particularly in the Church of Scotland, uh, Church in Scotland. But then I had that word that took me down to Essex. And isn't it interesting sometimes when God speaks a word into our lives, how He then can move us in what feels like the opposite direction? And it's in these moments I think we learn to depend and to trust more in the Spirit of God. And that was certainly something I learned in that season of my life. So after about four and a half years, it was again another dream I had um, that made it clear that my time had come to an end there. It was time to move back to Aberdeen. And it was around about that time, I, so I went back to, to university to study to become a physician associate, got connected in with Catalyst Vineyard, and really settled in to studying and just serving in the church there. And I, I guess at that point, I thought church planting is still a while away for me. You know, maybe this is the season when I'm going to meet my husband. You know, I don't know if anyone else thinks like that. Um, but I just really got settled in to study into graduating and just continuing to serve in church. And you know, I really looked to try and say yes to every opportunity I had to, to serve in church. I, I chose to go and be part of a, a new site plant that um, Catalyst was doing at the time, as I just had this desire to continue to grow and continue to get ready for what I knew was somewhere out there in the future. I just wanted to continue to choose to make my singleness about doing and growing rather than waiting. And so that just felt like a really important thing on the journey. God, I give you my singleness, but give me your adventure. Continue to be the prayer of my heart. And then after a while, one particular Sunday, I remember just turning around and all of a sudden, Taryn was there. And she looked at me straight in the eye and without saying a lot else, she said, Hannah, I think it's time to start talking about your call to church planting. <laughs> Now, I was a bit taken aback. It wasn't what I had been expecting her to say. I didn't think that she even knew that I had much of a heart for church planting. And in that moment, all the reasons why I didn't yet feel ready just rushed into my mind. But I'm still single. I'm just a woman. <laughs> you know, I just don't feel ready. But I agreed to have a conversation and I met with Chuck. And as we kind of talked this through and began to process this, I don't know how other to describe it apart from something was coming alive in me. And I felt the Spirit of God saying, this is for now and not for later. And so we went on a journey and, um, and I began to pray and ask God, so if you're calling me to church plant, where is it that you're calling me to? You know, I, I feel really strongly and passionately that I wanna see God touch the nation of Scotland and I was open to wherever it was that God wanted to take me. And it was again in the middle of the night. I think that's, God knows that at that point he's got my full attention. <laughs> and so that's often how he speaks to me. But one particular night, it was as if a voice had woken me up and all the voice said was sterling. And as I just sat in the silence of that night, I knew that God had just spoken about where it was and that I was meant to plant the church. The next year was a bit of a blur and it was amazing how doors opened and even the provision of a job um, down in Stirling, a job as a physician associate that didn't exist um, at the time outside of Aberdeen in Scotland. And actually, 
that, that studying to become a physician associate and that job became a key part, a tent making job and releasing me and allowing me to go um, to be able to, to facilitate the, the journey of church planting. And so again, what might have seemed like something that was taking me in the opposite direction had actually been part of God's preparation process for me. And so I guess one of the early lessons that I've learned on the journey is that God's process of preparation is not ours. You know, rarely does God give us the 10-step plan of how he's going to get us from A to B. You know, often he just reveals enough. He just reveals what we need to know in that season to be obedient. It's like he's testing us. You know, will we press in for his voice? Will we be obedient to what he's asking us to do? Especially when the things that he's saying feels like he's taking us in the opposite direction. It's, all how we it's part of how we develop our trust in God, our trust and our dependence on his voice. And I think that's such a key spiritual muscle that we need to grow uh, to, to be church planters, but also just to fulfill our call in God. Preparation and process precedes planting and actually in fulfilling any part of our God-given call. And we unlock that as we pursue the voice of God and as we choose to be obedient to it as we choose to take risks and step out and give our yes to God. So his process is not ours. The second early lesson I learned is the importance of planting in partnership. So for me, perhaps this wasn't the par partnership I had initially imagined, but planting is absolutely about doing it in partnership. Partnership with the Spirit of God and also partnership with people, with the team that God brings around. And so for me, what I realised is that planting single doesn't mean planting alone. And I really remember packing up my wee car and driving myself down to Stirling and wondering what on earth was going to be next. But really quickly, God made it obvious who it was that he was gathering and calling to, to, to build that team of people. And we began to gather in my house weekly, just as a small group, praying and, and dreaming together and worshipping and just seeking the Spirit of God um, for Sterling. You know, I tried my very best to listen to the Spirit of God and what it was that he wanted us to do as a very small group of people. And this ranged um, throughout the kind of first year from starting something called Superhero Sundays, um, which was a kids event that we put on to connect with our local community. Um, I also felt like God just led us to start a breakfast club on Sunday mornings. And then very specifically, I remember being up our local hill, praying over the city and God saying, it's time to start services, it's time to go public and to launch services. You know, I love how this is a value of so many vineyard church planters is that we wanna to look to partner with what the Spirit of God is doing. And I heard this value over and over again in, in the pre preparation for church planting. And so I tried to partner with the Holy Spirit and that's still a journey I'd say I'm very much on and learning. And there's things I've got right and there's things I've had the opportunity to learn through, but God has been so good. And so there's partnership with the Holy Spirit, but then secondly, that partnership with people developing the team uh, around and, and so God brought an amazing group of people around just passionate to see him move um, and we just began to meet together and I was grateful for every single person that was showing up and we were connecting with um, yeah we um, had our first baptism not long after we started our Sunday services and that was a really special baptism. I got to share that story a few years ago. Um, a Muslim student who encountered Jesus in one of our worship services and it was just the most incredible time. 
And then not long after that, the pandemic hit, but God was so good in that time that our our little church continued to grow and our team continued to be strengthened throughout that time. Uh, And it's been great as we've sort of regrouped and got back together to just feel stronger uh, in our team and just really ready for the next season. We just, a few weeks ago, had our second baptism, another student who met Jesus through online church, um, which was also a real privilege to be able to baptise her. And I'm now in the position where I'm able to step back for a little bit of maternity leave for some time and be able to leave a really strong team uh, to, to keep things going for a season. So I'm so grateful to God for not doing this thing alone, but doing it with other people. And finally, just the last lesson that I just feel I've learned in the really early stages is the importance of knowing our spiritual covering and knowing that I was under spiritual authority. And for me as a single person, I just felt this was really important in a a very practical way to not feeling isolated or alone, especially moving away uh, to, to a new place. You know, I've planted out with the blessing and the covering and the support of my vineyard family. I'd been commissioned and released to go and very much aware that I was part of something bigger, part of the kingdom of God or looking to see the kingdom of God come. I guess part of the reason I mentioned that as well is that I didn't plant because I wasn't happy or I believed that I was entitled to a leadership role because I'd been given a prophetic word. You know, I didn't feel like I was maybe a woman in leadership out to try and prove something, but part of my journey was just saying yes, just saying yes to God and yes to his adventure. You know, yes to serving him along the way. Yes, to at times serving other people's vision in the process that prepared me to be released into my own. Yes, to the leaders around me who first asked me to serve, but were now inviting me into the very adventure that I'd been praying for. Just yes, to play my part in seeing God's kingdom come. And I've learned that as we honour authority and as we serve under it, God prepares us to carry it and God blesses that. So knowing that I'd been commissioned, knowing that I was released, knowing that I was sent out, all helped just give me the confidence to go for it that sense of not being alone, just adding to that sense, single but not alone. (laughs) So that's really just a small part of my early journey and I'm very much still at the beginning stages of this church planting adventure. We're regrouping after the pandemic and just seeking more of what God has for us. But God has been faithful and truly as I've given him my singleness, he has given me quite the adventure and I'm just praying that it doesn't stop there. I'm gonna hand over to Tyler. Thank <laughs> you.